1: Did you watch President Trump last night? Nine o'clock Eastern time, six o'clock Pacific time. Everybody could have, you know, gotten home or, you know, now you can watch it on your phone. I watched the speech last night on Getter. Uh, I thought that might be a unique way to watch this because Jason Miller, our frequent guest, is the CEO of the social media platform Getter. And Jason is with us this morning. Hey, how did things go Uh you know, before we talk about the speech, corporate-wise, did you feel good about the the
2: eyeballs you had on the platform last night? Very good. So we had just under a million people who are mm-hmm. watching between all the various live streams, which is really good. That's yeah. it. it was. Just is right around the same level as the, the first big live stream that we did uh, earlier this year with President Trump's one of his, his first big kind of comeback rallies uh, that he did. So, from the, the platform aspect, it was good. We we're up about 91% on daily signups. Uh, we're about 40% on daily active users. So, definitely a big bump. And imagine many of the other social media platforms, or at least those who were actually covering. President Trump's speech last night probably saw a good boost because I think there was a a big question about how President Trump was going to do. Was he going to come out and be the President Trump who's delivering a vision? Was he going to come out and immediately dive into uh, some of the things he was being criticized on, whether it's uh, some of the inter-party knockdown, drag-out type things? Uh, But I think what people got last night was what they were hoping to see, which was President Trump laying out the vision of how we go in contrast against Joe Biden because let's just be honest here. Joe Biden hasn't had a good week.
1: Oh, he's had a terrible week
2: and everybody seemed,
1: everybody in the mainstream press seems to be ignoring his teleprompter gaffes, uh, calling the host country by the wrong name. I mean these you know you do that once every couple of months for somebody who's doing multiple public appearances All right well, you know those things happen. but do they happen over and over and over again? on the international stage, I mean, that becomes a problem, and nobody seems to really freak out about it with this guy.
2: No, you're exactly right. And, John, you know, one of the things I'd uh, love to hear from you as someone who watched President Trump's speech on Getter is the the sense of community engagement, whether it be the chats that were going on in the live stream, the immediate feedback that you were getting from people or what people were saying online, it's, it's really taken the watching speeches or watching a live event, even outside of politics, to a different level when you have that real-time uh, chat interaction. And it, It's much different than even being, in say, uh, a timeline um, or uh, maybe an audio group, but when you can actually see people writing and posting, offering their feedback about specific lines, or I like this, or I didn't like that. It really makes for a cool user experience. Yeah, the focus group element of it um
1: is is interesting to me. I, I you know one of the things I like about Getter is I think, uh, you know, people have kind of called out where they want to be. and so the really hateful Trump derangement syndrome people who, if Donald <laughs> Trump came out and said good morning, they would argue with him about it and say it's a conspiracy against America. Those people I I have not encountered on Getter, and I'm appreciative of that because I don't need to hear from them. I already know what they think. So last night I was watching uh, the the chat, and it did seem to be generally positive. I saw one person who said, you know, I wish he would talk directly to me instead of continuing to do rallies. And I thought that was an interesting assessment because he does do a lot of rallies. And last night was kind of a mini rally. Um, but i thought his tone for a lot of it was um you know maybe I, bombastic is, is a negative term i don't know i don't, I don't want to say that I'm bombastic but a little more intimate in the way he was communicating his uh, his feelings about where we are and where we should go
2: yeah and i think that was important because what people want is they want to know how he's going to go and take the, the fight to Joe Biden, particularly after the midterms, where we yeah. had some wins, we had some losses. I mean, hey, we retired Nancy Pelosi, so that was the, that was the good thing, the, the important right. thing. Didn't have some of the wins that we wanted. Obviously, we didn't get the Senate back. But I think a lot of people are now starting to wrap their head around, okay, we have two years now to take on Joe Biden. What's that going to look like? And the media, in the run-up to President Trump's announcement last night, was so negative and so over the top, even kind of cracked me up. I did go and check out the haters after the speech. Mm-hmm. Somehow, magically, uh, the New York Times, the failing New York Times, had seven negative stories up between stories and op-eds within about 15, 20 minutes of President Trump's speech. So oh, yeah. they had it on the can; they were ready to go. But I think what a lot of people wanted to hear going in last night is what was the tone? What was the approach that President Trump was going to take? Was this going to be Largely a rhetorical contrast. Was he going to talk about the economy, all the uh, regulation cuts, keeping us safe on the global stage, uh, securing our southern border, going through all of the uh, the accomplishments? Because people realize, you know. Uh, the globalists, the Washington insiders got their candidate in 2020 with Joe Biden and the country's really gone downhill. Now we want to look to president Trump and say, is he going to return us back to that place of economic success and making the country great? I think a lot of people felt very reassured that, okay, you know what? He's focused. He knows what he needs to do. knows where he needs to go. And one of the key things, John, this is kind of taking it inside of someone who's helped with president Trump with his speech and kind of Mm -hmm. some of the strategery and things of that nature we knew that the mainstream media would come out and be haters from right. the speech. Like you said, he could come out and say, hey, it's sunny outside. And they'd say, oh, my gosh, you know, President Trump is anti-Rain. Like right. they'd come and just say something crazy. The difference was when you look at the center and center-right media. Now, when you took a look at, say, Fox News, when you look at the uh, the center-right websites, whether it be Breitbart, Daily Caller, uh, things like that, where there had been nothing written in the run-up to the to the speech then it was loaded up with people saying how much they loved it and so it was a bit of a a permission slip almost for i think a lot of people to come back and say uh, we went through 2020 we went through all the drama over the summer with january 6th committee and all these things we've uh, seen the negative stories in the mainstream media since the midterms but you know what president trump is still the same guy that we voted for in 2016 to change washington let's go give him another chance to finish the job
1: one of the things that I watched in the 2016 election uh, was that the Trump team—you—you know, you, you had been around politics in and out of a lot of campaigns, so you knew your your way around here. But there was a very um, sophisticated appreciation for what thresholds the campaign needed to meet state to state, and. Um, crunching the data, understanding we've got to pull we've got to get these people out if we hope to win. When you do that in anticipation of twenty twenty four, especially looking at the the results from last week, is there a way to do that? Or I mean honestly Jason, does the country have to collapse for people to sober up and say, Oh my God, we've got to make a change even if we even if we don't really like Donald Trump I'll vote for him because I'm just desperate for a change. Is, is How do you how do you crunch these numbers and see a pathway to victory?
2: Well, the pathway is there because clearly the Democrats have figured it out. They have figured out the micro-targeting. They've figured out the turnout dynamics. Mm-hmm. They've figured out the polling mechanisms mm-hmm. because they've seemed to know, or at least How certain things would happen. So a lot of questions about how things went down in 2020. The fact they're still counting in California is just completely
1: insane. When was the election again? Oh, a a week later.
2: We're still. I mean, you have countries. You know, whether Brazil, France. Uh, who ten o'clock at night? We know who won. We know who lost. Yeah, uh, here's in like uh, wait a minute. Are we the third world country? Or uh well, I, I thought we were supposed to be the world leaders, right? <laughs> but when you but it, here's here's the thing, and, and I'll just be uh, brutally frank on this one. Mm-hmm. Democrats are clearly playing at another level compared to the Republican Party, as we've seen from twenty 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 two. Specific to the early vote modeling, capturing and harvesting those early ballots, we have to do one of a couple things here. It was a really smart point. It's on social media or maybe it's an article or column on it last night. Either we need to go and get rid of. Um, all this. Uh, uh, first of all, it's election day. It's not election month. I think right. that's just uh, silly. But either in these where we do have the opportunity, where we have the state legislatures, we can actually go and change it. So you have day of elections. You have paper ballots. Let's go and make this secure. Have it counted that night. Uh, even Florida does a great job. You know who, who won everywhere in Florida that night. They have clearly learned from the hanging chads of twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Get it done right. Follow the model. Say, for example, of uh, what Florida's doing, make some reforms, or. Uh, go and say that we are going to be the Democrats at their own game, and but what we're doing right now, and this is just purely to the mechanics of it, the Democrats have an advantage, and we have not learned as a party. Obviously, I'm a card carrying Republican. Um, literally, that we have not learned from 2020 and 2022, and that puts us at a real disadvantage going into 2024, especially as the Democrats continue to refine their game. Do you think there's a move to figure
1: that out and spend the money and and then the brain power to? To make it work?
2: Well, there has to be. Yeah. There, there's not an option for it not to be. And I expect yeah. this to be a, a very hotly debated point, not just with the RNC, but with the, the various uh, state party chairmen and state legislatures uh, and governors all around the country, because uh, otherwise, many of these states, if the Democrats are able to figure out, especially as they start getting into uh, some of the, the niche voters uh, on key issues, I mean, for example, we, the people who. Uh, we're largely vote determinants based off the Dobbs decision, Democrats did a much better job of yeah. mobilizing you know, their side than than our side did.
1: Well, one good thing is that we now have social media platforms to compete with the big monstrosities that have all gone left, if they ever were center, I'm not sure. But I'm glad that, that Getter is out there, and I enjoyed watching the speech.
2: Um, well, thank you. Especially, especially when we think through, you know, Fox covered most of the speech. Yeah. CNN surprisingly took about the first twenty twenty five minutes, that they made it through mm-hmm. President Trump covering it. MSNBC didn't cover it all, complete shocker. Yeah. NBC and ABC took about two yeah. minutes, which is actually about two minutes more than I would have thought it would have broken in <laughs> uh, and covered. Mm-hmm. And then CBS was, I don't know, maybe they had like NCIS rerun or something like that, but mm-hmm. they didn't cover it at all. But when you think about how easy it is for the media to put their foot on the scale and say we're going to cover or not cover something – That is why social media platforms like Getter are are so critical, because never again are we going to have a situation like 2020, where, say, a Hunter Biden laptop story gets censored or President Trump no longer has his rallies covered. And and again, we're going to be key players going through the primary, going through the general election, or we're going to be everywhere covering this so you can get the the real news of what's going on. And no censor or politically motivated uh, tech or media exec is ever going to shut us up. Yeah. We've got
1: to have that open platform, and you've helped create that with Getter. Jason Miller, the CEO of Getter and the political advisor to President Trump, I appreciate talking to you the morning after the big announcement. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, sir.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.